What up, fanboys and fangirls? Welcome to another edition of Talking Pop with the Franchise and Pico. It's the podcast and all things pop culture. I'm your host, the Franchise, and of course, my co-host, the brother from the same mother, Pico. What's up, guys? Hey, guys. We decided to do a new format now, so pretty much we're going to do like this format where we're going to do like news, then we'll do the segment with Pico's segment from Reddit, and then we're going to do something dedicated to anime because I'm like the anime guy of the podcast team so so based off like pretty much with the news right now i don't know if you guys follow disney at all it was announced uh, a couple days ago that bob eager has stepped down effective immediately as ceo of the walt disney company um before selecting his uh bob chispeck who's been pretty much been with disney since 93 who was one ahead to Headman of the Disney Parks division is taking over effectively as CEO, but Bob Iger is going to stay on, I guess, until his contract expires sometime next year to help with creative projects at this time to help the new CEO transition to his new role. So that's kind of interesting, like a little shakeup. But think about it more for him, you know, under him when he took over after Michael Eisner was let go, he did bring some innovation. He helped with the orchestration of the sale of Pixar. Bringing Pixar under the Disney umbrella, of course, bringing Marvel into the Disney umbrella as well, and also um, orchestrated the whole 20th Century Fox deal, hmm. bringing that that entertainment division into the umbrella. So I mean, he did a lot of good things. I mean, I don't see anything bad from him at all. I don't think it has been any negative things about him, but I mean, he was you know instrumental in getting these like. These mergers and gain these acquisitions to me to help booster the Disney's like fold into the entertainment division. And of course, horse speed line on whole Disney Plus as well. So, like I said, this is kind of change up. And like I said, we'll see how it go. How the Disney company moves forward with the new person at the head of the table, basically, as you can say. Um, like I said, any thoughts to be going that thing for Disney? Yeah. Yeah, just same old move. I don't know. I'm not, I'm not surprised. It's Disney's not gonna. Getting me lower by <clears throat> promoting a guy who's already working at the company. So, I mean, congrats to that guy, I guess. Uh, just Disney's going to continue to be successful and rule the world. Okay, yeah. and then other news. Um, if you guys um, played video games back in the day, like back in the late 80s, 90s, um, if you guys remember the infamous uh, Konami code, which is, was up, up, down, down, left, right, left, right, BA start... Um, of course, you could be able to use in some games as like Gradius, also in like Contra's uh, other one. Well, fortunately, um, the creator of the code, the programmer of the code, um, Kazuhisha Hashimoto, passed away at the age of sixty-one. This is an article from Comic Book Resources, and it says here, and I quote: "The gaming world had lost an important figure with confirmation by Konami today that Kazuhisha Hashimoto passed away at the age of sixty-one." Hashimoto was a producer with the company known for employing the most famous cheat code in all of gaming history, the Konami code. Of course, you know, like I said, that was like one of the first cheat codes. And of course, um, it was started first with Gradius in 1985. Um, pretty much he did that because I guess um, he wanted, since of course NES games at the time were difficult to play. I mean, they were challenging, and I guess um, Hashimoto felt that by implementing this code during testing, he felt it kind of helped give the player like an extra boost or power up to keep the players engaged, you know, to keep continuing with the game. And then, like I said, it became a synonymous with that, and of course, getting extra lives for like Contra to get the extra lives. Um, 
like I said, like I said, it hasn't been much of it so far. The only one it was used for was Crazy and Contra. Um, and of course, the release of Kid Dracula says here in the article, see what display, there's nothing here, and Kid Developers new players will try it. So mostly, so far, um, apparently the Konamiko still lived on. Um, using the code in Castlevania, Lord of the Shadows, unlock the cheat menu, and both Dance Dance Revolution and Just Dance Games had used the Konami code to lock songs. But most modern users of the games like Anthem Rock League do very little other than change the music. It varies presence as an Easter egg proves that it solidifies place in gaming. So, like I said, it's been there. I mean, even like, um, even Rick and Ralph, uh, remember there was an Easter apparently there was an Easter egg in Rick and Ralph where he had to use the Konami code mm. to get into like the glitch world or something to help Penelope uh, get back. So, most it's surprised. like it's one of those like things where it's it's synonymous with pop culture of course in the gaming world it's like one of the most famous cheat codes yeah. one of the first ones before you know Gloom came out with the Game Genie which was the Game Genie was basically you know like like I don't know back and later on it was like like for like the ladies or nice it was the Game like Game Genie and then of course they were not became the Game Shark and then nowadays now you, for game cheat codes you pretty much go online and pretty much Go on a website or go on an FAQ. You can look up like cheat codes, and like I said, it gets to the point like some games will even discourage you from using cheat codes. I just grant that ball because then once you use a cheat code, um, you pretty much don't gain any achievements. Oh. Same thing like with Skyrim when it comes to modding too. You can't gain any achievements. Pretty much achievements have been disabled, so you use it at your own risk. But it's like, yeah, I mean, that's something like you know. Like I said, as a gamer, you know, back then, like I said, I remember, like, the Sonic games, too, like, Sonic 2 had, like, the sound test code to unlock the sound test level select menu, and then you had to implement the, the, the code, like, a code again to, like, go, like, Super Sonic. Uh, back in the day, you had to, you know, sometimes you had to go through hotlines, or sometimes, like, in magazines, they'll have, like, cheat codes we'll listen on there, or if your friends will test it, I'll say, hey, you know, I'll have this code for this certain game, you know, you have to use it, so it's like, uh. So, like I said, you know, I mean, thanks to him, like I said, that became, you know, synonymous with Konami because, of course, he worked at Konami at the time. So, some of those famous, like, cheat codes. Um, I'm trying to think what else. Like, so, those things. Oh, yeah. You know, we're like listeners of the Bunny Ears podcast. So, if you guys don't know the Bunny Ears podcast, it's by Macaulay Culkin, who, you know, is one of the founders of the Bunny Ears website. So, you had the podcast, so usually will bring, like, people he you know you throughout the industry you know does interviews and stuff some fun stuff and it's been a while since uh he's done the episode and pretty much got to figure out it was a doing um it was announced um that he's gonna be joining the cast for american horror story season 10 yeah, wow Decades. so of course not only him uh, billy lord has been recruited as well she's been recorded as well and of course um sarah paulson and peters are returning after taking a break from season nine uh ryan murphy revealed the first full this from comic book, uh, comic book com. uh ryan murphy has revealed the full cast for 10 season is fx drama american horror story along with the returning sarah paulson and evan peters season 10 will bring in newcomers billy lord and macaulay culkin Murphy announced the castings of a video posted to the Instagram account. The black and white video features the actors' names with waves crashing on the beach, and overall Patrick and I playing in the background. And it's kind of, kind of, you know, fitting that FX renew Maker Hall story for multiple seasons. So it looks like that show is going to be probably one of the longest-running FX shows now, especially under the Disney umbrella. So I guess Disney saw some potential in there. 
like it works, you know. It's one of those long running thing. Um, and pretty much, uh, Paul Sutro was just in her foreground conclusion after she gave an interview at the recent television critics association panel. I did ask Ryan Murphy if the question was, asked me, could I say that I was coming back? And he said, yes, you can say, so yes, I'll be back on American Horror Story, she says, season 10. Also, will not won't be the last for the FX series. It was announced at TCA that Network has a new American Horror Story for three more seasons after season 10. So you get, after this season, you get three more. So, so far, the cast list looks like it says here, Rick Sawyer, season 10. It's going to star Kathy Bates, McCall Culkin, Leslie Grossman, Billy Lord, Sarah Paulson, Evan Peters, Adina Porter, Lily Rabe, Angelica Ross, and Finn Whitrock. I believe today has not been revealed. So now, it looks like Max going to be on TV. <laughs> so it's like, I know he's he acted in a few episodes, like a few other programs. I know he doesn't act too much, but he does a lot of stuff for his buddy, his, pod, his website, and... You know, he's been on, you know, Kevin Smith's podcast, uh, Kevin Smith's podcast, also been on, you know, Rogan's podcast, so it's cool to see him out there. A lot of people are, you know, excited, you know, that you get to see him acting in a, in a TV show, so that explains why he hasn't been on there for a while. Um, and, of course, uh, the thing, uh, of course, um, The Simpsons right now, um, it's been announced, like, uh, you know, the whole thing about Hank Azaria announced that he's no longer revoicing the poo, and the producers finally confirmed that, yeah, that Hank Azaria is stepping down, it was his choice. Um, they're saying that Pooh will still appear in The Simpsons, but so far they haven't announced if a new voice actor will be taking on the role, or he'll be just making appearances as like a background character that has not been the question that. It's because ever since the whole um, documentary about the problem with Apu, I mean, Hank Azaria felt that, you know, it was time for him to move on from the character, you know. And, like I said, don't get me wrong, he is, like, Apu is one of the most beloved characters on The Simpsons, but I think Hank Azaria felt that was time, you know, as the times are changing, you know, people's views are changing as well. You know, television is always evolving when it comes to program standards. So, like I said, as the producer said, like I said, there's not like they were going to write off the characters, just I think right now they're... Hopefully you don't find an actor who's able to give them a new role, like a new spin on the role. We'll see what happens, but that's it right now. It's, that's what's going to be right now. And of course, um, I'm trying to see what else is going on here. News. I know there's a lot of stuff right now, and um, I wanted to see right now. Let's see. Like I said, um, apparently, uh, Arcade Up has announced like new arcade cabinets. Apparently, um. One thing I just saw right now, they're releasing new arcade cabinets. Looks like there's going to be an NBA Jam arcade cabinet, which apparently they're doing. They, they had the Toy Fair last week in New York, so they had like a lot of like the game, a lot of the toy companies and um, like Funko, Mattel. You know, they announced NECA, they announced new toy lines. Um, arcade Up, as you know, they're the company that does like you know three four scale of uh, arcade cabinets. Um, they just announced uh, NBA Jam. And apparently, it says Arcade Up took things up notch with adding Wi Fi support for free online multiplayer first version machines. So, NBA Jam looks like right here, there's a little picture of it, what's going to look like. But it looks like it's going to be four players. <laughs> kind of similar to um, the Ninja Turtles one. So, you guys get to play the old school NBA Jam, but apparently, this one, you'd be able to connect to Wi Fi and actually play online multiplayer. Which is really kind of cool. Um, they also announced that Frogger and the 40th anniversary of Pac-Man cabinet to the lineup, so that's gonna be cool. 
It says here you'll also get to choose between NBA Jam, NBA Jam Tournament Edition, and NBA Hang Time. Woo! It even includes a custom riser so you can rise it up a little bit. It says, given all the features packed, this is from comicbook.com. Given all the features packed in the NBA Jam cabinet and no doubt for the high license fee, you have to spend $500 to add it to your arcade, but that's not as bad as we expected. They usually Star Wars cabinets will launch at $500. Before 49, well, that's featured in the Turtles cabinet. The only other player with four player capability launched at $400. But look at look at this. Here's the picture of the, the Frogger and uh, Pac Man one. It looks like for the Pac Man one, you get a bunch. You get Pac Man. Looks like you get Pac Man Pals, Pac Man. Looks like you get Galaga as well. So you got like a bunch of games on there. And of course, you get Frogger, Time Pilot, and Time. Pilot 84, it looks like, for the Frogger machine, so... These are not... It's not just limited to, like, one game, so you get to play other games. So, like, this company's, you know... It's getting up there. And, of course, there's Toy Fair. Like, they, like they said, they're coming out with, like, a lot of toys and stuff, and... Um... Like I said, Funko released a new licensing line as well. Um... Let's see here. Let's take a pull-up. The Funko line... Here, uh, what is this? Oh, yeah. Um, NECA, if you're aware that that toy figure company on their synonymous with all their figurines and you know, they're coming out with the Ninja Turtles. So, they actually, I saw a video where they announced their turtle line as well. Uh, but look here, uh, they got more. Uh, here, I was able to pull up the article that comic.com has. Funko announced more office, you know, pop dolls. As you can see here, they wear different outfits for this one. I guess Stanley wearing his like hat and something like that. Um, they're gonna have figures for the boys. They're gonna have them as well. They also announced more adventures. Um, Pop dolls looks like it's more from like the video game itself. Um, more Pokemon. I guess they announced some Mewtwo as well. So they're gonna be Mewtwo added to the Pokemon line. I guess there's an angry Pikachu <laughs> Pop doll. This is like an angry one. There's a Growlithe, your Cubone, Rattat. Um, one of my hero figurines too. I can't wait for my hero pop dolls. Looks like they had like overhaul. Um, you know, you know, looks like Asui and the camouflage. All, all my super size pop, all my uh, midnight, the hero midnight. Um, then more Dragon Ball super pop dolls. So that's kind of cool. Oh, I got Mr. Satan on there. <laughs> and they got the other characters from the other universes as well. Looks like they got a like, silver style Beerus. Um, they announced Yu-Gi-Oh! has also be giving the pop doll feet, um, treatment. So they get a lot of, like anime or not not like anime, more like franchise licenses. So that company is going big. And then of course Saint Saya is getting a pop doll line. Inuasha is getting a pop doll line. Like uh, they're doing a Disney villains line too as well. So they did announce a lot of things. And of course look at this, they got Stan Lee in here as well. So they got Stan Lee from like the Thor Ragnarok Stanley. Remember the one that was cutting like Thor's hair and stuff? So they got Valkyrie riding the, the Winged Horse. It looks like they got um they got J. Joe James from Spider-Man Homecoming, looks like Pop Doll. Wonder Woman 84. Look at this, they now some Marvel Zombies. Look at this, they got Marvel Zombies. Marvel Zombie lines as well. 
Hey, Hello Kitty. Looks like they got the Hello, they got the cereal license, so they got Hello Kitty and friends. Uh, but this is the Hello Kitty, My Hero Academia collaboration because they're doing a little promotional thing with Sanrio and My Hero. So you got Hello Kitty dresses All Might. You got the dog dresses Deku. You got the frog character dresses uh, Froppy. You got the bunny dresses uh, Uraka. You got the the penguin dresses Bakugo. Or the blackbird. I don't know what his name is, but he's dresses Bakugo. So that's kind of cool. So, like, Funko's adding a lot of stuff, so it's kind of cool. That yeah, they're adding stuff right now. Um, like I said, uh. Let's see what else that I saw that's relevant in news right now. Of course, um, yeah, we'll go a little bit talk about real wrestling. Of course, you know, if you're following wrestling, and of course, WWE is going to be doing their. Another obligational Saudi Arabia show tomorrow on the WWE Network. Or as the time it does finish on the podcast, it'll be like Thursday because it's kind of late, guys. <laughs> but going to get this done uh, for the week. But yeah, they're going to be doing Super Showdown. It'll be live on the WWE Network or you can watch it later on on demand. Um, of course, the, the, the big thing is like Goldberg taking on the Fiend Bray Wyatt for the WWE for the Universal Championship. Um, I believe Brock Lesnar is going to be defending the WWE Championship against Ricochet, who won the number one contender match. There's going to be a gauntlet match. Tag team matches have been added. Um, some grudge matches have been added as well. Um, I noticed that a lot of the superstars are not going to travel because they don't want to deal with uh, issues at the time. They want to make sure they have pretty much everyone staffing for the Friday Night SmackDown show so they won't have any travel issues. I heard they were trying to contract a different airline. To charge uh, the superstars, so they won't have the travel issues like they had back in last November, which is called case in points had to do Triple H had to do a call up of the NXT to come and help out SmackDown when they're headed to the later roster. So um, I'm probably gonna watch the Super Social Showdown and see how it goes because I'm looking forward to seeing how Ricochet Brock Lesnar match and of course Goldberg versus you know the the, the, the Fiend Ray Wyatt of course. You know, WWE tries to get these legends to come, you know, and apparently um, Undertaker's been spotted at um, at, the, at the Saudi Arabia area, so who knows if he'll make an appearance as well, you know. They decided to try to get all the legends to come out, you know, the extra payday, but I think to get more appeal as Saudi Arabia is slowly transitioning and getting more, like, Western entertainment. Um because that country is slowly changing, you know, their their values and stuff. Uh, one thing, too, speaking of the network, you know, um, son, last Sunday, um, Austin has, like, the Broken Skull sessions where he interviews, you know, different um, superstars, you know, legends, um, and current superstars or, okay, veterans of the, of the trade. Um, the last one he had was The Big Show, which I actually enjoyed. It was actually a really good discussion because he talks about – so I know he had him on his podcast before. But it was kind of cool, and that's funny. It is like that studio that he does the sessions is actually in his house that Austin actually uh, made. Like, he got some carpenters to help make the set and everything. It was kind of cool. And, you know, the big show you want to talk about, you know, how he's doing health wise, talk about his career when he started, like, in WCW, um, how, he, how he got into the business, uh, and how what his thoughts on the business now, and. Like they new superstars, you know, helping them get over, and you know, his time at WCW when he was a young man, um, because the way they had his character was um, that he was the son of Andre Giant. But it's funny because he's like, it's like every time like, he was, he would call a story where like every time he was younger, people were like, oh, I'm a big fan of your dad, and Big was like, my dad's but was a mechanic, but they they, they assumed like his dad was Andre, you know, because that was the whole portrayal that he was like Andre's son when he first debuted at WCW. 
like I said, you know, he was a young kid back then. Of course, you know, working with Steve, with Steve Austin, other superstars on um, that time, working with The Undertaker because he's felt that. Well, it's cool, but the, his interview was like he always wants to learn. You know, he likes to work with the veterans, but he also likes to learn stuff. Like, he doesn't want to screw up anything. And he's also wanting to help out the younger generation as well, the good tips and everything. That Right now, he's currently working on a project for Netflix called The Big Show Show. So it's going to be like a sitcom. For Netflix, it's gonna feature him as well, um, and apparently the season one is coming soon, so we'll see when that launches. But that was cool. Like, definitely check out, guys. I'll definitely check out the Broken Skull sessions. Uh, if you listen to Steve Austin's show, like I do, um, it's really cool. He does like interviews and stuff, and like I said, the Broken Skull sessions pretty much like an extension of it. Um, well, that's the other time I ended up watching the Undertaker interview again, just you know, because I kept trying to watch it, but I always. Never finish it, so I always fall asleep or something, but I ended up watching it full on, and it was a cool interview, so definitely check out, you know, the Brook and Skull Sessions on WWE Network. Um, other than that, um, let's turn over to Biko for his stuff on Reddit. Um, Alright, so I think I had two things, really. Uh, first thing is uh, Carlos Santana and Earth, Wind & Fire have announced a joint tour. What? That's going to be crazy. Uh, yeah, they haven't said what locations just yet, but tickets are going to go out fairly soon. But it look, it's looking to come out in the summer. Uh, the show is going to start going for the tour. Uh, but yeah, wow, what a crazy way to at least those two legends in music. I mean, the whole Earth, Wind & Fire being so together still for that, this many years and Carlos Santana is still playing since the fucking... 60s like they're still killing it so it's nice to see that um happening and another thing that's my second thing uh, another thing that's killing the game right now is uh the coronavirus uh, oh god it's getting a lot worse right now um and there's and pertaining to this thing uh with the cases coming and people with the cdc warning us a couple days ago with the whole north america should prepare if it's going to be coming here because of travel and all this stuff and um, Trump was, I guess, interviewed about it, and he had mentioned that he doesn't trust what his health experts are saying on his staff on, like, when it's gonna happen. It it was like a weird, a weird headline hmm. when I first read it. Uh, and then also, because uh, it says right here, so breaking news apparently before the actual uh, topic I also want to talk about, but. Trump disagrees with his own health experts on whether U.S. faces severe illnesses from the coronavirus. That's what the headline says, but the article was very... I mean, it's from The Independent. It's a U.K. publishing. Oh, so it's like so the like, U.K.'s point of view? Or? Yeah. Well, no, they, they do... It's 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 just a political uh, mm-hmm. news site. And they, they, they have good reporting for the most part. But it was just weird that, like... I I mean I get where they're coming from in a sense, but like he thinks that there's only, there's not enough cases per se. I think they only listed like fifteen or nineteen. Mm-hmm. So he doesn't think there's enough cases to justify whether to announce it as an emergency or, or whether it's going to spread fast in in America given time. But then it's like if give, um, a lot of people are saying that um, at least in the comments that the testing here would be too expensive. And if they're quarantining people in China for 14 days to shut it down, that's what it's been working, I yeah. guess. Nobody's going to be able to do that here. There's no. People need to work. Like, 
people can't just stay home 14 days and if they got the money no the, because not, no money. company no and think no a company will pay, pay no they're fucking you stingy home. yeah they're not gonna pay to keep you home no that's the problem with that and, I, and i've been seeing too especially related to the chorus a lot of events are being canceled due to the outbreak um i just read like um i guess it was like um anime japan was announced they just announced that they're canceling due to um coronavirus uh you know, I'll bring. I mean, it's hit Japan as well, so it's affecting you know events they had planned and everything, even production on certain works as well. There's being delayed due to coronavirus. I think too the Sonic the Hedgehog movie. You know, there was a planned screening in China, but that's been bad. That's been like delayed as well due to coronavirus act due to you know the quarantine they're doing down over there. And I mean, it's not just us. It's like Japan's been affected. It's like it's um. Um, it's like I said, it's an interesting topic because you know, it's you know it's something they just came was discovered, you know, and it's crazy how fast it's traveling. It's fast, even you know, it originated in China, now it's heading Japan, now it's heading the U.S. It's like, and like you said, Beagle, it's like pretty much you know, how are you gonna pay? You think companies are willing to pay people just to stay home? No, because like, especially if they claim it to be sick days, which they probably will under insurance. So they can save their bucks, but like, at most, I read like at most the average that some people give, even in the corporate realm mm-hmm. of in the industries, is six to seven, six days. Like sometimes even as low as five. So like, we're talking a fourteen day quarantine, if it, and if it hits like, uh, and a lot of people were like throwing opinions that oh, um, a big cities like San Francisco or Florida or like. Or Miami and Florida like couldn't get hit because there's a lot of travel and tourism on each side of the coast. And mm-hmm. I mean, I'm, we had one little case in Chicago, but I think they nicked it. They like that was but, like others. Like it's not. It, I can see the bi-coastal cities getting hit, especially with yeah tourism. So it's like the guy made a good point about that because he's like it's it's just the population is coming from china too because they have a big asian population in san francisco and he's like it could hit affect homeless people as well because it's airborne it can transfer airborne Mm -hmm. so like there's a lot of factors can that can that aids in the transfer of the virus so kind of just take precaution people you know sanitize 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 and yeah but keep up to, your immune system make yeah sure take, keep it up you know take like cautious like just make sure you guys take care of yourselves um anything else like you saw on the right in front that you uh, saw that was trending right now no because like i mean just that would they considering how it like pertained to trump still questioning it or whatever his staff is questioning about uh it's whether or not the virus is going to really make an impact here, but I, I, I think this is kind of crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a, it's just crazy right now. What's going on? It's just so many things. Um, I guess the other thing would be the Milwaukee shooting okay. today that happened. Um, which I need, I need to pull up the article for that. Okay, go ahead. Um, which it should have been breaking news. Marine commanded. Oh, no, that's something else. So it's for a flag. Uh, oh, look at that. Astronomers have announced that Earth has a new mini moon, a small asteroid apparently captured into Earth's orbit three years ago. Hmm. Yay. So you got like a mini moon? What the heck? Yay. So they're going to call it Moon Junior. <laughs> moon Junior, yeah. Moon Junior. Little Moon. They're going to call him Little Moon. Uh, while you're still looking, I just want to announce, too, if you guys haven't seen Parasite, 
Um, I know it was in theaters, but apparently Hulu has secured the rights to Parasite. So, it's a really good film. Oh, here you go. Alright, go ahead, dude. Oh, but yeah, I mean, if you want, you know, continue. But. Yeah, if you guys want to see Parasite, it will be available April 8th. I think they said that, that Hulu's going to have it. Um, that's crazy how they beat out Netflix for the rights to it, but it's a really great film. Um, Beacon I saw it not so long ago. It was like a couple days after his Oscar win. We went, lucky, like the theater we went to where our folks had the, they had the screening times for Parasite, and it was a really good film. I enjoyed it, you know, it was, you know, it, it speaks to, like, the masses, like, you know, the whole, you know, working class and the upper class, like, the different classes, how they react to certain things, how basically this, this shows this one family that struggles, you know, to make ends meet, they live, you know, low-income home, like, the home was pretty much like a basement of a building, um, and how they were able to find their way to get, like, a op- work opportunity, you know, the kid, young man was, got a tutoring job, pretty much, and with this, uh, you know, upper class family, as you can say, because the guy is like, I guess the, the his employer works at a conglomerate. But eventually, he ends up the the young man ends up like recruiting like different family members. Uh, pretty much get into the job, <laughs> pretty much. As a uh, different roles, he con his family was able to con their way to each work and you know gain money, you know. Mm. But it really speaks, you know, like I said, the differences in class, even you know among you know same nationalities there's always gonna be a difference in working class and you know even you know there's always differences you know how they're treated differently but definitely check out that film you can see why i won like best international picture best picture of all best director best you know screenwriting and everything so it's like definitely check out that film parasite right now it's, i think it's still playing in theaters but like i said it's gonna be coming to hulu around april 8th um go ahead be good um so um well, i'm definitely gonna bone this down a bit but so today in milwaukee wisconsin at the miller Coors building in milwaukee which is obviously their i'm, I'm guessing their office building for miller Coors, a company their beer distribution company and product and i guess producer as well but these beer. days <laughs> beer essentially a beer company guys uh if you haven't heard them Anyways, uh, an ex-employee killed five people when he opened fire at the building. Law enforcement officials told ABC News. Uh, the suspect then took his own life with a self-inflicted gunshot. And, uh, the police chief said that at the press conference today, um, all five employees were reported dead of the company. Um, when they were found dead in there, so no, but nobody else was injured. Uh, the suspect was a 51-year-old man from Milwaukee, according to the officials. Uh, quoting uh, Milwaukee's mayor, Tom Barrett, he had said that this is a tragic day for our city and a tragic day for our state. We have five families, no, six families actually that are grieving. This is a time for us to think about these families. Uh, officials said that they would not identify the victims until families were notified. Um, we're still learning more details about what happened here but Wisconsin Governor Tony Evers said in a statement, but we do know, though, is that more lives are lost in a mass shooting in Wisconsin. Um, our hearts go out to their families and whose lives are sensibly taken and the, and taken all of the folks and workers at most at Molson Coors and the Milwaukee Company with yet another act of gun violence that will have long-lasting consequences within the community and our state. Um, 
they're looking into the facility as we speak, trying to assess what happened, uh, talking to employees. I believe this says uh, someone received an email. I read a part about that. There you go. Uh, an employee told Milwaukee, a ABC affiliate, that she was at her desk when she received the email about the active shooting, telling her to shelter herself in place. She was not in the building at the time, though, where the shooting took place. Uh, they were evac- later evacuated from one building and into another before they were sent to a reunification center. Uh, the FBI and ATF responded to, respond to the scene to assist with local law enforcement. Um, so uh, I, pay, I read this on abcnews.com uh, that they reported it on the Reddit. But uh, yeah, look at um, another workplace shooting. Uh, as said, he was fired. Ex, he was a fired employee. He went back. Kind of similar to probably our, ne- our neighborhood, yeah. yeah as well, so it's it's uh, it's only been it was a year now that it happened. It's been so a like, year, yeah. It's been a year since it happened in our neighborhood. In the Midwest, ain't that funny? It's in the Midwest, yeah. Two Midwestern places. But in Milwaukee is literally not far. It's, it's nice. Like it's a nice hour city. Drive, yeah. It's not far from here, so it's it's a very. Um, it's very unfortunate and sad to see people feel they need to take those type of actions to somewhat, I, I don't know what the outcome was, because apparently, you know, he didn't live, we don't know the motive, and we never will, unfortunately. I mean, he could have been disgruntled, but I mean, honestly, I mean, there's going to be a lot of factors why he did it, but kind of, you know, it streams a good argument, like, the whole gun the thing, you know, it's the worst gun issue yeah. we brought up. Yeah. Well, it's a, you know what the one thing that's going to factor well, too I, is yeah. they're going to go attack the media again. They're, of course, the industry because every time, I mean, I don't want to be cynical and be like that guy, like all these shootings. It's like they're going to find a scapegoat again. Mm. And what you know what a scapegoat is? The entertainment industry. Because they always go back to the same argument. Oh, we're buying video games, buying films, and television encourages behavior. It's going to be the same argument again. Hopefully, it doesn't do that. But you know, somehow, my gut feeling that's going to that's going to be the case again. That they're going to find a way to be scapegoat. But like I said, you know, my condolences to the victims of the tragedy. You know, anyone affected by you know the mass shooting. You know, my heart goes out to them. You know. Like I said, it's just next time. But like I said, it happened in our neck of the woods as well. But I just wanted to let my point out. I was like, hopefully, I'm, I'm, I'm just paying a theory here. It could have been like you know he got he got let go for a certain reason. I mean, that's that would make like that's gonna work. You know? Yeah. We're going postal basically. That's how they they coined a the phrase going postal. Um, and then, um, let me jump into. The anime segment um, with a little anime corner. Um, actually, you know, Biko actually to participate as well because um, we just came not too long ago from the screening of the second My Hero Academia movie, Heroes Rising. Um, we took the liberty of seeing the screening last night. Well, it's midnight now, but we're recording, but we took the liberty to go see it. Um, and I love the film. Um, of course, Biko has not been a big fan of anime but I kind of figure you know this is you know has a thing both has it's anime but it's also got superheroes you know be, you know Biko loves comic book superheroes so hello we both but it was really good um animation was great and the story was you know when it comes to like anime films based on you know 
manga properties, you know, like they try to make it like a like a side story. And it was really cool. Um, basically, the whole premise was, you know, Class One A has been. Um, they're doing like a kind of like a not like a work study program, but like a practice. So they end up assisting uh, running a hero agency in this island, Noble Island, which apparently well they had a hero agency, but all those heroes retired. So at the same while, well, in the meantime, the safety commission, the public safety commission. Asked the UA students, uh, the hero course, to go and run the the hero agency until they get um, successors. Mm-hmm. And they, it was cool because the, to me, this is like the second film, but this is like the second film that featured pretty much everybody in the in the class one A. And you know they're doing you know requests, so they're doing odd jobs. You know they're protecting the beach. Um, you know Tenya Ida, whose uh, quirk is the speed, um, re- the burst engine on his feet. Um, he ended up walking Granny, which <laughs> kid Granny's back. Um, you know, Deku and, you know, but of course, Bakugo being how Bakugo is, like, he's like, standing, he didn't help out as much in the beginning. He was just sitting at the agency and stuff. And of course, um, um, they run to these two kids, um, named Kazuna and, oh, I forgot the girl's name, it starts with them. Um, you know, there's these kids, you know, that up like making a request to find the lost kid. Of course, Deku, Uraka, Jiro. End up going to help uh, try to look for this lost kid. And, of course, she ends up running into him. Um, pretty much, uh, she, like, pretty much doesn't like heroes that much. And the little kid, you know, he's inspired. You know, he wants to be a hero someday. He sees Deku. He feels inspired by him. Um, before I get into more depth of the movie, um, the beginning was kind of cool. Um, of course, they do look a little refresher, you know. People who have not seen My Hero Game, you know, how, you know, 80% of the world... The world's basically a superhuman society because 80% of the world's population had developed abilities such as quirks, um, usually developed by the age of five. And of course, you know, people go, try to train and use their quirks, you know, through school, through education, eventually get jobs as heroes. Others would try to use it for evil means, you know, to get money and stuff. And, of course, it opens up, you know, with a chase, you know, the heroes are trying, the pro heroes are trying to stop, you know, you know, the League of Villains from transporting this armored car. And, of course, um, you get to see Endeavor for a little bit. And so Rock Lock is another hero I just saw in Season 4. Uh, you see Endeavor, who's sort of Rookie's dad, take part. And it ends up being like those League of Villains were actually uh, were doubles. And, of course, um, there's this new villain called Nine. With, like, what's cool about these films is that like villains are just for the films. Uh, apparently, he has like somewhat similar court to... Uh, all for one, so he can take quirks and stuff. So the whole premise about him trying to steal certain quirks and um, trying to find the one to help uh, his uh, because his cells are you know dying. Basically, he's pretty much dying because he keeps using his quirk too much, which is like the ability to control weather. Mm-hmm. But he ends up getting other quirks as well because I guess he went through like a lab experiment. Yeah, to get tested and stuff to be able to absorb quirks, just like all um, all for one. So, um, and then, like, going back to, like, Deku in the class, you know, like I said, they're doing, like, these odd jobs and stuff. And basically, these to me, the little kids were, like, the money focus of this, of this film because they're always around. But they're cute kids, I mean, they're always around. But, of course, you know, Deku wants to, you know, this kid, you know, he wants to give this kid hope, you know, he can be a hero as well. And, like I said, it's, it was a really enjoyable film. And, of course, you know, the villains end up, like, Tracking down, they have going on the island, and pretty much, you know, I don't want to spoil too much of the film because I'm part of this like Facebook group called like, 
you know, the Mayor, official Mayor Academia fan club. But, of course, they tell us, oh, please don't spoil on social media. But, like I said, go see the film itself. Right now, it's for this week only that I know of so far. I think depending on how it's doing. Who knows? Maybe I'll add another week. But if you're enjoying My Hero Academia as a whole, definitely read the manga. Watch the anime. There's four seasons right now. Well, there's three se- three full seasons. Season four is still going on right now. They barely entered the, the school festival arc, which is really cool. Um... Was Jiro, whose quirk um pretty much is like headphone jack. She gets to help the class. They end up doing a project where they get to play a band. Pretty much, they're gonna put like a like a music show. Mm-hmm. But like this said, the film itself it was a really good film. The action, the fighting was great. Like the the sequences were awesome. And like I said, like um, Horikoshi said, like um, he said that basically this is like a what if type. You know, if the if the Series ended right here. That's what he said. It was like a, he was jokingly like, "This is like a what if thing," but definitely check it out. It's in theaters right now. My Hair Academia movie, um, Heroes Rising, and then of course um, Biko ended up becoming a Bakugo fan. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, what do you think of Bakugo, dude? <laughs> uh, I liked him because he reminded me of Vegeta, uh, Vegeta, and because it's like the same thing and same type of character. I like him. He's pretty aggressive, but he means well. He still wants to be a hero. He still has... He has, like, his foundation. He just goes about it differently. He's, like, the the yin to the yang of... Uh, what's the guy's name? Deku. Deku. So, it's it's nice. nice. It's it's Goku and him. It's like, they both want to be heroes, but they go about it differently. He's, like, the Raphael, that character. Like, I'm always drawn to guys like that. Like, characters that are a little rough around the edges, but they mean well. Um, and you can still see that they they... They just yeah, they just have a different way of expressing it. But um he he's I think was an interesting character in this movie and it was good. Uh it was an entertaining movie I think. Uh going in not really uh just going in blind, so it was cool. Like I I, I remember the first two episodes we saw, but um so I kinda had a good idea. But other than that I thought it was a it was a very entertaining movie. It was good. It went by kinda quick. The plot was solid for the most part, like Nothing you haven't seen before, but I think it was cool because it was a good balance of action. And um, uh, the only thing I didn't like was that weird cheesy song while they're doing like the ultimate battle when they after the combination. You know, like yeah, I think um, it was a little rough. You know, I mean, I don't know if it was like the film creators wanted to put that song yeah. in there. I mean, I get it. It was a nice song, but like it kind of was just, sad. Yeah, it was like a sad song. Like why? It that? made you think that they were they about to. They're gonna connect, uh, connect and stuff. Not the whole like the, when they're like doing all these big energy blasts and they're trying to get to them, and it's like this isn't. I mean, this is a sad part, but this is an aggressive ass part. It's supposed to be intense, not this like. Kingdom Hearts type of sad song, like, but that it's and it's not really a big deal. It's more of a, more of just like a, a nitpicky thing, which is fine. But like, wow, I, I but it was still cool. But it was just like eh, not the best, not the best choice. It's like when a rapper is really good with lyrics, but they pick they're not good at be- picking. Mm-hmm. Like sometimes rappers like Nas has always got like flack critiqued about it for like not picking good rap or not picking good um like beats uh but he's solid one of the best rappers ever but like he can't pick good beats yeah like i said i love this film too because the whole it's like the whole class is basically in this film so it's like it's not like the main core like deku bakugo but pretty much 
all the characters are are taking part, uh, which is cool. Like you don't see like all might like you said in the first like in the first film or mostly predominant. He only comes out a little bit, but it was more to me. It was more focused on class one um, A. So it was mostly them. And it's like good showing them how they can react. They were able to react good to a crisis situation. Um, there are some funny parts, you know, with uh, Kamamari, uh, his quirks of electricity. But if he uses his electricity too much, he gets that whole dummy face look. <laughs> but overall, it is an enjoyable film. Like I said, um, it was a good turnout. I mean, there was a lot of people there. We went to see. Oh, that we were sitting on the top row, so. It was a theater we went to. It was like stadium-sized seating. So we were on the top. So we, we, as soon as we got up, like we saw, like, oh, it had a good showing. Um, but overall, like I said, the music was good. Like the like I said, the fighting sequences. Um, like I said, I don't want to spoil the ending. But it was, yeah, but because they mentioned the, like, a sad song at a certain point. But it's like, yeah, I mean, it should have been in there. But I can see why they put it in there. But overall, I enjoyed the film. It was really good. Uh, I can't wait for it to come out on Blu-ray. And once you probably won't release till later, sometime in the summer, or possibly in the spring. Hopefully, oh, probably in the summer, they'll probably release the film on Blu-ray, depending on how long it takes for Funimation to get it you know, distributed and everything. But of course, season four is still going on. Um, like I say, you can catch my hero academia itself. Read the manga as well. The manga's been around now. Right now, it's on here in the U.S. Right now, it's at volume twenty-three, which I'm currently reading right now. The manga, but um, right now. You can catch My Hero Academia. You can find it streaming on Crunchyroll for the sub. You can find it on Hulu and also on um, on Funimation Now too. So if you want the dub, you can get it on there as well. We can also get it on Hulu as well. Definitely check it out. Um, of course, if you haven't seen the first film, My Hero Academia, it's called My Hero Academia Two Heroes. That's currently available on Blu-ray, DVD, digital as well. Um, you can get it on there as well. Definitely, it's a, it's a good series, like, if you're a fan of superheroes, but want to get into, like, manga and stuff, definitely recommend it. Like, you know, of course, the anime-wise, like, if you have been into the anime, but you like superheroes, like, check out the anime as well. They, they Like, Studio Bones does a really good job adapting for the source material, and it was really cool. They, they try to adapt, like, as much as they can from the manga itself, and like I said, the manga is really good as well. Um, you see a lot of, like, character development stuff as well and like i said um studio bones where i like certain characters um if they need to stretch out the arc a little bit or have some some a little filler but not too much like you know when dragon ball z back in the day or dragon ball they had like a lot of filler episodes um but definitely one of my recommendations when it comes to like manga and anime definitely one of the top ones i do recommend for people that want to get into manga or reading or you know anime watching I will say before I mentioned Cowboy Bebop was like the traditional intro to anime, Cowboy Bebop. But I will say for the people, person who's like enjoying comic books, I will say this is a good way to segue to segue them to start reading the manga into in the anime as well. And it's become one of those things like My Hero Academia has become one of those properties that's been like you can go now, you can see license everywhere. Basically, it's one of those recognizable properties. Besides, you know, Dragon Ball. Or just say little. It's like it's get it's it's up there, and um, I mean it's even close to like possibly Pokemon as well. But of course, Pokemon is its own thing. Um, yeah. 
So, but definitely the My Hero Academia franchise has been launching. I know it's been like minor controversy uh, with the whole, you know, the doctor's name because we see a glimpse of the doctor, but we never mentioned his name. Of course, eventually there in the chapters, his name is revealed, but of course the translation meant, you know, as a, it was unintentional. It meant like, I guess, um, the, the term for the first name of the doctor was a derogatory term that was used for like when the Japanese captured prisoners for human experimentation. So, you know, the publisher apologized, the author apologized, and they changed the name. But he wanted to, he tried to make a nickname to show that the doctor was pumpy and stuff, you know. And he did. Um, now the thing that's like picking it in now is, is the birth dates of the characters because I guess the birth dates somehow tie to like famous dictators or and stuff. It's like to me that's like, it's just per coincidental, you know? It's like I don't mean people were talking about like it's kind of weird because it's like saying, oh, for example, it's like oh, what happens if my birthday is the same birthday as like Mussolini? You guys, am I evil too? You know, it's like mm-hmm. it's pure coincidental. It's not attention. We don't tend, We don't dictate when we can be born, you know? It's just, you know, they pick random dates. But at the same time, they try to make it work so, you know, these kids are, like, the same age when they go to school. So they yeah. have to find a way to make these characters, you know, be around the same age. I mean, they're high school kids, you know? They're high schoolers. They're basically still in their first year. And in the manga, they're still technically in their first year of hero school right now. And hopefully, as long as Horikoshi Sensei can keep making the manga, you know, hopefully he'll be able to make as much, you know, they go through all the three years of hero training and finally, you know, they get their diplomas and finally work at a hero agency. And like Deku said, it's like the story of how he becomes the world's greatest hero. So it's like, yeah, so we got, we got, you know, like I said, it's one of those things that, you know, people like you say, they always nitpick stuff. Yeah. It's the same thing, like, even comic books usually get, like, that kind of flack as well. So, it's like, like I said, it's like little things they find, like this one anime called Interspecies Reviewers. This is another thing that's been mired in controversy because it's more, the the manga itself, yeah, it's a little explicit, but not too explicit. But, of course, they did an anime adaptation. Funimation thought, you know, they thought it was just etchy, which they're easy to control, but it wasn't. So, they had their, they had one of those simulcast ones, but they ended up, like, dropping it and apologizing for having it so it's like okay but they are, it was totally understandable but that's something you know that crosses the line between hentai and edgy so it's like edgy you can have some sexual in those but not too much like hentai pretty much crosses the line itself but um but like I said uh definitely check out My Hero Academia Heroes Rising it's in theaters this week on IMAX as well um, like I said, check out the manga. And like I said, you can check it out streaming on Crunchyroll, Funimation, or you can buy the individual seasons from like the Amazon store or something. <laughs> like the digital, where you can get digital as well. I think right now Funimation is doing a sale right now, where it's like 60% off, like so up to 60% off My Hero Academia merchandise, which is kind of cool. Um, other than that, um, I'm kind of going to make this like, not like, like a short short episode because it's kind of late and we need sleep but we do want to mention like this week um we will be heading to c2e2 um we're going to be walking the floor this uh saturday probably saturday afternoon because Biko has to work in the morning so we'll be there in the afternoon we're trying to be there pretty much walk around the floor so check everything out you know check some panels check out, out the exhibits and stuff the storefronts you know the panels as much as we can get and like i said we'll be handing out you know business cards with you know information on the podcast as well try to get you guys support 
you know, come check us out. We'll be walking around the floor and stuff. Um, like I said, you can always support the podcast. Um, actually, we go on to um, our page on Anchor itself. You can actually donate to the podcast. There's three tiers you can donate, like, as low as, like, a dollar. You can donate $5 or even up to $10 as well. I mean, that'd be really great to keep this podcast. I mean, yeah, this podcast is getting free, but it was kind of cool to get the extra kick. Um, we do have a storefront, which is... Um, teespring.com slash store slash talking dash pop check out our merchandise we got t-shirts we got tank tops you know whatever whatever tickles your fancy so um you can check out our backlog of episodes on anchor spotify google podcast apple podcast um you check out our facebook page which is facebook.com slash talking pop you can check out the links to the episodes as well or if you have any questions um you can follow me at twitter at the franchise 85 um like i say you can tweet me you know questions or ideas or topics you want us to discuss next um we will try to work to try to get people on to do interviews um we are trying to get our buddy ivan back on the show uh it's just trying to find a scheduling that works for him because i know he was one of the top episodes and are trending right now um is our interview with him so hopefully um, we'll get him back on we'll try to get our roommate bondo on as well we want we are planning to do we want to do like a star wars discussion as well like i do a four panel one and i'll also do a four panel on marvel itself like i said we got a lot of like episodes planned um like i said right now the format right now we're gonna do this new format where we're doing news um you know reddit and of course anime so we'll try to have a little mix of three <laughs> like i said it's pop culture news there's stuff happening on pretty much every day in the world of entertainment so that's what we do we like to cover stuff you know cover stuff that we like and you know stuff then you know it's happening in the world as well so try to open up not just pop culture but you know beyond for the same time you know cater to the geeks as well so um that's all i got um do you have any closing art closing points pico um no just i don't know learn something new tomorrow i don't know try to be safe folks uh don't get too sick and uh try to stay safe and appreciate your loved ones but yeah nothing else for me i enjoy the movie go check out the movie all right then that's all i do got for you guys as always geek on and take care Hey, it's the franchise from Talking Pop with the franchise and Biko. Just letting you know, we have a storefront. It's teespring.com slash Talking Pop. We got shirts. We got tank tops for men, women, kids. We also got hoodies and sweatshirts. Um, we actually have coffee mugs, and we have an iPhone case and a Samsung case with the Pops or Not logo on there. Also, we have stickers, so you can put on your locker, on your laptop, wherever you want to put those stickers on there. So right now, if you go to teespring.com slash TalkingPop, and when you go to check out, use the promo code TalkPop and save $5 on your order. Support the podcast. As always, geek on and take care.